A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why do we even start with these Friday night games? We may as well start with Nico Hines and a big, big, big sigh of relief with how he ended up in this game. 20 at halftime, 73 overall when you paid a million bucks for him. Very, very happy with that overall, especially on a night where there's so many low scores. So 73 for Nico, had a couple of nice line breaks there. One just off a, a quick tap off a penalty into that. Like he didn't even have a person lay a hand on him or get close and he was able to go up the field. And then a couple of dummies and in really a bit of a nothing play down that right side. And he, able to, he was able to get down that sideline, get it to Braley who scored a really nice try. Almost saved by Walker, but just wasn't there. So Heinze and owners of him, very well done in that one. But overall, as I said, this was a super low scoring couple of games and Roosters continue to play really poorly. The best thing about them is that they have some slightly weaker opponents than what they've been facing the next sort of month, which is great. And that's the big reason why personally I brought Teddy in. He didn't score amazingly well in this game, but that was part of the reason. And you would have hoped that you know the Roosters would get better they are getting a couple of trips back, obviously, with Crichton and, and Tupanua. I think that does actually shore them up on that edges and help, helps them defensively, but also gives them a nice target in attack as well. You know, Nat's been solid. Egan's done all right. Like, he had, ran a nice line uh, last night. And also, the game before was pretty solid as well, scoring-wise in fantasy. But the Roosters need to sort this out. And, you know, the next few weeks, with all their troops back, especially having Teddy and Manu on, on the park at the same time. They they all do seem to be getting in the way of each other. And just some of the simple errors, like Smitty coming out of dummy half, just a few errors there, a few random forward passes, and you know drop balls randomly as well, which we'll, we'll talk about with, uh, with Tommy Chaboyevich in that game as well. But Roosters haven't been great. This whole game wasn't great. Same with that second one, apart from a couple of standout players that kind of made the game actually all right. But yeah, that's uh, the general synopsis on this first game here. Braley scored really well, as we said, also got a nice try assist and that long-range try. Nakora there, we had a cracker as well, 61. Averaging 58 for the year now, so much higher than than previous years at this time. Seems to be getting through his work whilst also scoring tries on the back of it. Egan Butch, as we said, 56 in this one. It was the two guys that we got rid of earlier in the year that uh, that seemed to be killing it in this one. Obviously, came back to earth a little bit, but Smithy and Butcher, who we traded out a while ago now, uh, we're doing really well. And guys like Teddy, you know, Manu, Suali'i, all these guys having absolute shockers. So 
That's that. It's always the way, the way it plays out, isn't it? Moylan with 54 was good, but Cam McInnes is the guy we need to speak about. And 56 minutes for him, exactly what we thought he would get. And the scoring was pretty much exact spot on as well. So 40 tackles for him. I just love how he just launches himself at a bloke. An arm just throws out. He, he launches his whole body. Do you remember that uh, yeah, that missed tackle that he had that he just got complete air and everyone was making that meme out of it? A lot of those type of tackles, but he was actually making them in this game, which was good. One penalty, one error, uh, one missed tackle in this one. And there was one there where it probably looked like he should have had a turnover tackle and it ended up being that penalty. So that could have you know swayed things as well, get him an extra... Yeah, for what, 57 with the tackle as well. So yeah, McInnes was great. And I think he'll be able to continue this long term. So he should be around a similar price after this week, guys. So look at him if you need some mid cover for sure. Teague Wilton. So again, plenty of negatives in this one. Neg 14, but did end up with a line break and you know three tackle breaks there. Good run meters and good tackle numbers. He just seems to be you know, missing a bunch. And I think this is going you know, this, this to hurt the Sharks at some point. It has in a few games already. And I don't think his spot is you know, on the line. They don't have a clear you know, back row coming through, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And it's going to stop Wilton from being one of those superstar edges in your side. So keep an eye on him if you do own him. There is a, there is a chunk, but not too many. Butcher there, he got a sin bin. So you know, 49 for him in the 70 minutes. You, know, you take what you get, but he's you know, going, to be one, going to be one of those guys you look to move on eventually. Talakai, he's a much improved uh, game as well. So a line break assist, try assist in that one, 212 meters gained, four tackle breaks, couple of offloads in that one, just showing that, you know, what he can do. And like last year, he could come out and have an absolute ball for a month or so. And he's, you know, not too expensive there at 518. Smitty, so let's speak about him because he uh, got that sin bin as well and kind of, you know, ruined a bunch of his, you know, great scoring that he got in that early part of the game. 27, tackle, 27 tackles are solid, but not great. Seven tackle breaks, the line break and the try, just snuck it on the edge of that white, on that white stuff there. Worked out great for him, but you know, 77 run meters, a little bit of kicking as well was okay, but you know, just attack at the moment, it's just so stunted. And for Smitty, that will, you know, it, it will improve as the team improves, but that's you know, most of these guys. So take all of these scores with a grain of salt that may, most likely they are going to improve from here at, at some point, surely. Hamanuelli was one of the guys that benefited from the extra minutes uh, that you know Fanukin and, and Toby Rudolph allowed, but he is you know a bit of an awkward pricer at 4.38. But got a nice line break and offload, a couple of tackle breaks in that one. Oregon Kafusi as well end up with 41 minutes in this one. So he started the game and, and did a good job there. He had five tackle breaks, you know 19 tackles, 137 meters. Did his job for sure. Is he an option? I don't think so. He probably averaged somewhere in the high 30s to 40 there, but. Overall, is he one of those guys you want to slot in at about 400k? He's going to be probably not. You know, he could when Fanukin comes back, he probably goes back to, to lower minutes as well. There, Ronaldo did pick up a try in this one, 38. Still showing that he's not that superstar like wing fullback gun that we need in our side. But he is averaging more than Teddy, who we'll speak about now. 36 points for for him in this one. What we need to look at is he seeming like he's he's similar to what he was like back in. Uh, you know, the last bunch of years. And you'd have to say it's not the exact same. Last year showed that, that he, you know, 53, 54 average last year showed that he was different to previous, but the Roosters haven't been good in, in really any of the last few years. So when they're fit and firing, he's able to score tries. He not does not have one try this year yet. So it will come. He is around the ruck. He's, he's there ready to go. He does have those runs in him. He had a couple of those runs there where he got four tackle breaks in one, a couple of tackle breaks in another. And he's just not getting that opportunity to get the line break. A few times there, those guys just hanging on by the ankles, you know, which could have been an extra tackle break. 
Uh, he hasn't looked to offload yet as well. So there's definitely plenty of upside in Ted. And these are one of those you know, solid games. When they scored 12 points here, Teddy to get 36. That's his floor in, in these types of games. And they do come up against some weaker sides over the next bunch of weeks. So Ted, if you own him, you're 100% holding. I just brought him in myself. Uh, but if you are looking to potentially pick him up, I still think you can. Obviously, it depends how guys like Walsh you know, go over the next few weeks. And if you're picking up to Oz, the Taruvas, these type of guys. But I still think Teddy's going to be a good pickup. And yes, if you've lost a couple hundred K on him, it's frustrating. But you know, when was the last time we've seen him under under 600K? It's a long, long time ago. So yeah, that's that with, with Ted there. Sammy Walker, 30 now. So again, they're just showing how, how poorly they're playing at the moment. It did get eight missed tackles, three penalties, and one error in this one. So a very negative game for Walker. I traded him out in Supercoach to Hines. So that worked out pretty well. But if you own him here in NRL Fantasy, a 48 average now. It's, you know... My talk a few weeks ago is I was half interested in getting him and, and that's obviously hasn't worked out. And you know, sorry if anyone took that advice. I suppose it was at a time where Johnson was absolutely killing it. You got Hines doing the same, Cleary doing the same. There's just no room for him unless you already own him to hold him. And he's just, you know, he hasn't been very good himself, even just his general play. The first few games, he was really good, three to four there. And then the last couple here have not been very good for Walker. So I think he's a sell with just so many good halves at the moment. He's one of those guys you want to have, you want probably want to move on to you know, hopefully at least someone who plays in thirteen or if you don't have Cleary or something like that, then he's a, a must. Obviously, we've been speaking about the last couple of weeks. They have a buy in round thirteen as well, so kind of gives you an easy out as well. So, oh, do I hold him to, to the buy rounds? No, that's fine to move on. Joe Martin is going to go down a truck this this week as well, so he'll be under six hundred k after this one with that twenty five averaging thirty six, and just shows the guys that have been our top guns for a while now. Mine's going to be down, he's only played, what, four games. He's going to be down 130, 140K there after this week. So just not good enough, unfortunately, for, for Manu there. He will be an option at some point, guys, for sure, uh, which is good if you're a non-owner. You want him to continue to go down. He had three penalties, three errors, and five missed tackles. Just disgusting output from him there. Had an offload and five tackle breaks, 26 tackles, but you know, still scored very poorly. So that's that with Joey. We love him, but yeah, it's going to be a later rather than... A, a, a sooner, later rather than a sooner uh, for, for picking him up, that's for sure. And then going down, Sui Lee. So he's a sell, just simple as that. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Guys, 17 points in this one. Hardly gets involved. The team's playing poor. Mid, middle, middling price kind of thing, which is good. So you can move him on. Thankfully, I decided to loop him, and which meant I didn't tra- make my third trade. So for those that are interested in, in my trading uh, history there, I held off on trading Warbrick. I was going to anyway. And then this you know this score from, from Suali uh, all but confirmed that, that I was going to hold Warbrick. And you know, it was either, do I get in like Walshy and Bird and, and not go for Moses that I was thinking about? I was like, just trust that Warbrick probably can score a try against the, you know, the Manly soft defense on that side. And 
Turns out they end up losing that game, but it helped out Warbrick, especially that first half. The second half wasn't good, but I, yeah, looped Suli'i, decided not to play him. I chucked Warbrick in there and got the 38, which, again, very frustrating that they haven't updated that game at all. Hazelton, I spoke about, only got the 16 minutes, but did his job. Point a minute there. So if he was to get 25 to 30, we know what we're getting out of him. But yeah, it just shows that you know, maybe he's an option at some point. But you know, in this game, only 16 minutes. Did his job. Other guys got those minutes. He had some bigger minutes from you know, McKinnis had some good ones. You know, even Jack Williams got 34. And you know, Hamlin Ueli and you know, Kafusi got those 40 plus minutes there. So that was that in that one. So let's move on to the second game of the night there with Manly and Storm. And yeah, it was a, it was a very interesting one of that with... You know, really the top couple of scores, we have a 97, then we have a 53, and no one over 50. So with guys like Grant in this game, very, very upsetting. But this is what we say, DCE, averaging 65.7 now. And those that were moving him on the last, you know, this week, last week, absolutely just got just got absolutely trounced, you know, with, with 97 in this one, just did absolutely everything. Obviously with Garrick out, he kicked goals as well, which won't happen. So take away that 10 points, and he's an 87 guy. But... Three force dropouts, couple of turnover tackles. He ran the ball well. He kicked for 500 meters, 19 tackles, zero misses. Yes, it's a perfect game, but this is what he does. Now, if you look at his scoring, he'd go 40, 50, 97, 50, 86. Yeah, he's that type of player who just goes absolutely nuts, especially if the, the Manly boys happen to get a good win like they did last night. He's one of those players that goes crazy. And if you did trade him up to Hines, still like a solid trade because Hines did well, but... Yeah, you miss out on 25 points in that one, and and that's it. So, you know, the other thing, as I said, just they haven't updated this game again. What have they got against the Storm play? Uh, you know, the Storm guys at the moment. You know, usually everyone says Storm get preferential treatment. Not in fantasy at the moment. The last two games, they have not updated their scoring, which is very uh, concerning and, and, and annoying, especially when we get some big updates from, you know, some of our favorite sons in, in uh, Will Warbrick there. All right, Trent Liero, I was so excited by this man. I was I was hoping that he could get to like a early 50s when he was at 29, 30 at halftime. I was like, please, if he can get to a 50 mark or 53 like he did, then you know, I could pretend that Teddy got 50 and Trent got like a 40. That's kind of how I like to play it sometimes. If there's someone that's a you know, fairly low ownership, under 50% of like top guys in the top 5,000 like Trent is, then if you can get a good score out of him, it's a big win. And, and that's how I like to play it. You know, If Trent got a 40, I would have been happy. If Teddy got 50 of you know, 47, 50, I would have been happy. So that's how I played that one. But, you know, 45 tackles for him, getting involved in plenty, you know, 88 run meters there, a tackle break in that. You know, that's pretty much what we're expecting from him. In a in a game where they didn't have the ball a lot, you know, the Seagulls there were, were dominate, dominating possession. For him to, you know, get 88 meters was still good there. 45 tackles, exactly what you're looking for in a back rower. That kind of work ethic. And, you know, it's an interesting one coming into the next few weeks with them having a buy in round nine. You got Eli Katoa had a pretty poor one as well, and we'll speak about him in a second. But yeah, Trent definitely uh, man of the peoples, love him. Uh, Baseka, lovely tries for him was good. Simply also a good score, both doing okay there. Olakwatu had a you know, an okay game, absolute bone rattling tackle on uh, on Justin Olam, that's for sure. But yeah, nothing much for him in this one, averaging forty eight. So. I think you need to avoid him at all costs. Uh, Welchie there, 41 in this one. Again, okay. There are a few people that own him, but I'd still be you know, steering clear of him. It's just going to be middle middle of the run, you know, mid-40s there. Munster did get up to 41, I believe. So him at fullback in a game where they got beat and just nothing was going right. You see, like him making errors, uh, Grant making a couple of errors there as well. You know, giving away penalties, you see two for Munster, one for Grant there. Uh, Harry actually ended up going down to 36. How does this feel, guys, at Warbrick? 
scored more than Harry Grant. Ouch. I have Grant in SC. Don't have him in fantasy. So I think this is the week that I need to try and, you know, I keep speaking about this, that every time Grant goes low, Robson goes low as well. So hopefully this is, you know, well, this is meant to be the week that Robson goes 70. It's 70-40, 70-40. Uh, hopefully he can do that in this one. But yeah, Munster not ideal. For those who picked him up last week, you still come out of this fine. If you picked him up this week, it's very upsetting. You would have expected the Storm to have a much better game in this one. Did not happen. Grant there, 36 in this out in this outing here. Two missed tackles, two errors, and a penalty. Just a shocker for him. Only ran 32 meters as well. So yeah, for them to not have the ball a lot, him to still only make 39 tackles, really needed 45 to 50 in this one. And she had snow and tacking stats. And those are looking at him like, oh, I thought you know, I'd be able to hold him for the entire of the year, and now I might have to sell him. It's a bit silly. Look, he's the best hooker in the game, still by far. Even if Robson goes and gets 65, 70 this week, Grant is still the highest averaging hooker, so I wouldn't be worrying about that. Someone that I'd be a little bit more worried about is Trebojevic, and his 36 in this one, it was okay at best. You know, 180 meters run, only two tackle breaks. He did have one offload in this one, but really just jumped on that nice try that they set up at the start, but nothing really else involved. And guys, if you do own Trebojevic, I still think he's a hold. Games will get easier after this, but really, he's apart from that one year, he hasn't been a superstar uh, wing fullback done. Like he's been up there mid forties to fifty, and you know with the lower tackle break number as well, that you know he's, has hurt guys like Tedesco. It's hurt Trebojevic as well. I don't think he's a sell, but he's definitely one to monitor over the next few weeks because he's going to be out from uh, with Origin as well. Guitar, let's talk about him. So thirty four in this one, it was not his game. So four missed tackles in this one, a little bit higher than normal. Last week he absolutely killed it. This week they had a shocker as a team. He ran sixty seven meters. They actually went out the back this time finally, and Remus Smith passed the ball a few times. Hughesy passed the ball a few times to, to either not to himself with the dummy or to Katoa there. So I still think he's fine. Next week, I'm pretty sure you should be holding and see what happens. If he can get back to hitting 50s again, like he has been because he's averaging 49. If he can continue doing that, then he's a hold. If he can't do that next week, then you might have to look at using his money because they have buys in, in 9, 13 and, and 19 there. He could be one of those guys that you move on. If you have him or Trent Leoro, now that score is, is kind of biasing me a little bit to hold Trent just at that cheaper price and use Katoa's cash. But let's wait and see next week and, and work out what we can do. Joshy King had a bit of a low one as well. So this is kind of some of the, the things that we have expected from King at some point of the year. And you know, he made a ton of money at the start of the year. And this is what happened last year. He made a bunch, didn't go as well as he did at the start of this year but then started falling away. Tackle numbers became much lower. You're seeing that with guys like Carrigan going nuts the first game. You saw it in Tohu Harris in you know, the first couple of games, and then they just dropped down a bit. You know, the, the knocks start to come in, the fatigue starts to come in, and you saw that with King last night. Three missed tackles, which he hadn't been doing. Only 31 tackles, ran the ball a little bit, but you know, had a penalty in there as well. So a bit of a low one for King. Again, I think you hold, but if you picked him up in the last few weeks, it's a little bit of a frustrating one because you're picking him up at a 50 average. And I think he'll be, you know, he'll be about that or a little bit lower uh, for the rest of the year. Okay, Warwick went up. So he ended up getting a, the turnover tackle, uh, which was good. And they changed one of his missed tackles to a tackle. So he had four, four tackles made, zero misses. There's three points up to 34. And then he got that turnover tackle, which was great. So 38 for him. If you had to play him, awesome. If you had to sell him, it's fine. He doesn't make much money. Uh, and you know, hopefully whoever you sold him to, it was not Teddy, uh, but maybe it was Walsh or something, and he can score well for you tonight, even though I don't really want him to, apart from my uh, super coach scoring there. So that's Warbrick. I think you know you can hold him next week. He's definitely a trade in round nine. 
So it doesn't really matter. Husey there, 30. He was average. He's going to make a, a lot. Uh, he's going to lose a lot of cash here. Pezzett, if you still own him, then you'll get a, a little bit of a price rise. But 27, not ideal. Uh, you know, the whole team wasn't great overall. And Woodsy, you got some game time. 30 minutes for him. Simsy out there as well. We've got Saab. We've got Vaega, who got 10 in his 70 minutes. So he was in, involved in a lot, but a sin bin for him wasn't great. Xavier, uh, KO Weeks there. 15 minutes, 7 points. So his money make potential gone uh, but again if you picked him up now you, you're looking to hopefully make a little bit of money but have him as cover over the uh, over the, the origin period when Tommy's going to be away DC is going to be away and he can do some work in that period and he was a cash out at 244 but obviously there's still six weeks six seven weeks away from when he would be playing uh, over that over that period and that's a lot of time that you've brought him in and he's not going to make money so that is frustrating but that you are the Friday night games I wish you all the best of luck in the Saturday ones yeah, with your team, let me know how you're going at the moment. If you're able to avoid a couple of these shockers or you know, if you did anything funky with you know, Suli'i like I did with, with Warbrick and stuff like that. Have a good one, guys.